Hey everyone, welcome back to Not Just Gym Girls. I'm Marissa. And I'm Vanessa. And today we are going to be diving into five hard truths when it comes to your fitness journey. So this is going to be awesome because this is definitely things that I know myself and both Vanessa have experienced beforehand. So we're super excited to just talk about this and bring it to light. Yeah, absolutely. I think these are some truths that we wish we would have you know, come to realization a little bit sooner in our fitness journey. So we are going to be breaking these things down for you guys. We're going to go over a few things here in terms of body composition, overall fitness, mindset, and body image, and we're really looking forward to it. So we want to go ahead and dive into our very first point here. Marissa, take it away. For sure. So number one, you need to go through multiple phases. So this can either mean a reverse dieting phase, a lean bulk, a cut, whatever that may be. I think a lot of times people think, okay, I'm just going to go through this initial cut and I'm going to see all the progress I want, or even just a reverse and a cut. You have to spend time and kind of like truthfully put the skin in the game because truthfully, you can't think like, okay, hey, think about it as like developing your own business. You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to do this one thing one time and I'm just going to have success for years to come. The same is true for your fitness journey. Yeah, 100%. I think it's super important to know that like your dream physique is not going to come from just one dieting phase and not one reverse, right? It takes a lot of these phases and honestly, multiple of these phases, right? You're going to have to go through more than one dieting phase. You're going to have to go through more than one bulk, depending on your goal, of course, but usually to see significant progress, you're going to have to circle through these things a few times. And it's going to be these phases that are relatively long as well too, which I think is important to note because a lot of people will go into their fitness journey expecting to have their dream physique in 12, 16 weeks. But, you know, honestly, realistically, it's going to be more like 12, 16 months, if not longer. So I think it's really important to kind of touch on that because these phases, yes, they are going to be phases, but they are going to be longer phases, especially if you're looking at something like a muscle building phase that is going to be rather significant in terms of putting on like quality muscle mass. Yes, I agree. And I also too think it's same kind of like going off of what you said. This is why you shouldn't put like hard timestamps on yourself of like, okay, I need to achieve this goal in six months or I need to in eight months. Like, great. If it happens, awesome. But don't be so hard on yourself when it comes to like having those hard lock lines because a lot of times it may take six, seven years, right? I think even just myself in my fitness journey, I was like, oh, great. Like, I'm going to do this for like six months or one year and I'm going to be able to see all of these results. And like, yeah, maybe I saw the results, but I was definitely not in more. I am. I'm not where I am at right now, seven years later. Yeah, 100%. And I think it can be really discouraging for people when they hear they have to go, you know, through multiple phases, because it seems like so long. But at the same time, the time is going to pass anyways, right? And I think when you do have a more like flexible approach to nutrition and training, and you do really take up these things that we talk about within longevity of your fitness journey, the time passes so fast and the time passes regardless, right? And just making small changes and being able to get 1% better every day. It's a big thing that we talk about. And I think being able to understand that and knowing that those phases don't have to be like these miserable phases, right? Where you're like just counting down the days until you can go into the next thing. And I think within going through these phases, like understanding that it's okay if your fitness journey changes too. Like what you had mentioned, like we've been at this for six, seven years. Our, both of our goals have changed significantly, right, throughout the last six, seven years. And understanding that, like, hey, you have the opportunity to, I guess, for lack of better terms, adjust around these phases and be able to make changes where needed. I agree. And I think definitely for sure. It depends on, like, you know, what your current goals are at the time being and also to what your life looks like, right? I think a lot of times, especially for like myself, I've been in good maintenance phase for like the better half of two years. And although maybe that was not like necessarily planned, it's kind of like, okay, what's, you know, what's kind of going on with my body right now? Or also too, like, what are my 
alter your goals and motives, right? Maybe I thought, oh, I was going to be in this fat loss phase by now, but instead kind of taking that time to focus and be in on a maintenance phase. And I also think that kind of goes nicely into our next point of like losing weight does not always make you happier. And I thought that I would always be happier if I was leaner, right? If I was only this bad body fat percentage or if I can only fit into, you know, this size pants or jeans, then I'll be so much happier. But it can actually not be further from the truth. I think I truthfully was the happiest and most confident with myself when I really started to do the inner work and focusing on like, hey, where are these like basically lack of confidence stemming from? It's not my body image, right? Maybe it's how I show up for others. Maybe it's in other realms of my life. And I think that's what really changed for me. Yeah, 100%. I think a lot of people will put a lot of pressure on their physique goals and a lot of pressure on what they look like externally, which is why I wanted to touch on this point because I know definitely I was in a similar position at one point as well. And I think especially new clients that we'll have, they'll come and be like, I want to lose weight to be confident. And I'm like, okay, well, let's dive into your confidence now and what your confidence looks like now. Do you really think being five pounds leaner and fitting into a size two jean is going to make you that much more confident? Maybe it does for a little bit, but it's always something where you're always going to want more, right? especially with weight loss, right? If you are not confident at X weight, you're going to want to be Y weight, right? And I think it's really important to just be aware of that and knowing like your pant size, your scale weight, like whatever it is that you look like is the least interesting thing about you. And I know for myself, like I used to hear people say that and just roll my eyes and be like, yeah, well, they just, they know, they don't understand X, Y, and Z, but it's so coming from us. It is so important to touch base on this because we do understand, right? When you are going to these extremes to lose a large amount of weight and trying to chase this external happiness, it's something where you really lose yourself in that process and that confidence just gets even more taken away from you, honestly, because so much of who you are and what you're focusing on is on what you look like rather than like who you are, how you show up for work, things like that you had mentioned. Yeah, I agree. And I like what you mentioned there as well. It's like, it's not going to make your ha- make you happier. And you're always going to want to continue to like, okay, hey, I already lost 10 pounds. But what if I lost five more and then five more and then five more and then it never becomes enough. I think we need to really do a better job of just appreciating how far that we've come and the progress that we've made instead of always continuing to strive for more. And again, there's like a big difference here as well, because I think you should always continue to strive. I think you should have big goals. And I completely agree with that. But also too, there's like a time and a place in a time where you say, I have to say, hey, I have to acknowledge how far I've come and pat myself on the back. Yeah, 100%. I think when you start tying your self-worth to your goals and like you, whether your progression or regression of those goals, that's where we run into the issues, right? Because I think we're both big advocates of like having, you know, aesthetic goals. It's, it's what we do. It's, it's we're coaches, right? We have aesthetic goals. But I think when you realize that fitness and, you know, even just health in general is so much more than your aesthetic goals, you really become way more confident first and foremost. I can definitely attest to the to the fact of like both of us becoming a lot more confident, even not at our lowest weigh-ins, but where, where we were showing up for more so work and for family and in relationships and things like that. Like when you're confident in who you are as a person, like the external doesn't matter. So when you see these people on social media or whatever it is, and they're, you know, talking about their confidence, not coming from the way they look. And you're like, yeah, I just like, don't think that's me. I promise it is. You just have to do that really deep inner work of like, why do you only like yourself when you're lean, right? Why do you need to have a six pack? Why do you feel the need to feel validated from your external physique, right? And not to say that everybody that wants to lose weight has that and is doing that. It's more so just very common that we'll see people want to lose weight to get a certain validation from others or even themselves. Yeah, 100%. I agree with what you're saying there as well. It's like, that's not always the case, but a lot of times it does tend to be and we kind of like fall into this trap without even realizing it for the most part, right? Like I I said, I, I used to completely, completely resonate with this. 
And I found that with myself and a lot of others, once you start to build up this confidence in other areas of your life, like Vanessa mentioned, in your relationships, in your career, you stop looking to your body image and to that scale weight for that said confidence. Absolutely. I could not agree more. And I think this goes really well into our next point here. I think within the coaching space and within where fitness is going and how big online coaching is becoming, which is amazing, but I think it's really important to understand that your physique If you have an impressive physique, that does not make you a qualified coach. And I think it's really important to stress on this because you can become a qualified coach if you put in the time for education and really, again, just like putting the time in, right? Putting in your practice. But I think it really comes down to like, just because you have a six pack, just because you're shredded, just because you have a weight loss transformation does not mean that you're capable and able and allowed to take people through that same transformation or even to like not even a similar transformation, right? If you've never gone through a muscle building phase and you put someone through a muscle building phase, how are you able to do that, right? If you've never gone through a fat loss phase and you're putting someone through a fat loss phase, how are you able to do that, right? And there is something to be said about somebody that walks the walk. I think that's really important and that they do what they're, you know, claiming and what they're essentially coaching, But it's also the same time, just because you do split, you're walking the walk and just because you do a certain thing does not mean that you're qualified and have the education to do that for somebody else. And I think within this realm of social media and within this realm of online coaching and how big it's become, which is amazing, there are so many great coaches out there. But just being aware that just because someone has a crazy physique, do not hire anybody for their physique, right? Hire them for their personality, hire them for the work that they're doing with their clients, see what their clients say about them, go into their DMs, right? And be like, hey, how is working with coach Marissa, coach Vanessa? How is working with X, Y, and Z? What are they like? What's their relationship? They're not relationship style, but their communication style. Like, what is your relationship with them, right? And really being able to dive into that. Like, do they care about your health? Do they take blood work? Do they talk to you a lot? These are important things versus, you know, Jenny that has a crazy 100 pound transformation on Instagram, but she has absolutely no qualifications, absolutely no certifications or anything like that. That's where you run into an issue. For sure. I completely agree. And like you mentioned too, especially when it comes time to like anyone can do a bodybuilding prep, technically anyone can go through a bodybuilding prep and become stage lean and they can post those pictures all over social media. But at the end of the day, do they have the education to coach you? Definitely not for the most part. Um, also too, what are like the metrics that that person used to get to that weight, right? Did they do a ketogenic diet? Did they, for lack of better terms, starve themselves, right? Did they just follow something that was not sustainable? Like if they have zero certifications, if they don't have a, an um, personal training certification to begin with, like I just definitely think, and I, and I also think that we're also kind of earing away from the personal training certification side of things. I think that's definitely something that was like, maybe we so more required like five years ago, but I'm just saying if they have no experience coaching anyone, if they have no educational background, that's where I see the problem. Because again, you know, five years ago or over then, actually, I've been coaching for a long time now, I guess six, I think. Eight. Actually, yeah, maybe it's it's been a while. It's been a while that I've been coaching people, but I started somewhere is basically what I'm trying to say. So I'm not saying like any hate people who maybe don't have any experience coaching and they want to get into the realm. I think that's great. I think that's awesome. But also too, just making sure that you are educating yourself. You're not just going into it because at the end of the day, you're putting someone's health in your hands. And that is something that is so freaking serious and something we never take lightly. So for someone to go into it with like no educational background, no certifications, um, and just truthfully take someone's like health and not know what to do with it we take that very seriously yeah 100 percent. i think a lot of coaches now 
need to be better at like steering people away, which I think is going to be the next big like shifts we see in coaching where it's like, hey, are you really qualified to take this person on? Are you able to help this person? Because I think for a very long time, everybody wanted to know everything. I will be the first to say, I do not know everything. I do not know everything. I know a good amount, but I don't know everything. And I think it's important, especially in this next like really, I guess, realm of coaching that we're seeing. People are going to be, I think, using less of their physique to market and more of like their education and what they know and being able to show people like, hey, I know this. If this is in line with you and what you want to do like this, you should come to work with me rather than like just going off someone's physique or just going off, you know, someone's stage lean photos where they post their photos on Instagram. And it's like, hey, I'm taking on clients and a coaching link, but they've never, ever, ever taken a single education course in nutrition or listened to any podcast or read any book or literally done anything in regards to besides stepping on a bodybuilding prep where they were on a strict meal plan, right? And we're so passionate about it because we see it so often, right? We are very much so in the industry and we understand that people don't know these things. So when we talk about this in the podcast, like, hey, don't hire somebody just off their physique. Because let me tell you, there are great coaches with, you know, physiques that are like not going to turn head or break necks, right? And like, I don't think either of us have like a crazy physique by, by any means, but I will say we're great coaches. And I think that's really, really important to mention. Another thing I want to touch on here too is just how much genetics play a role as well. Of course, everyone's body is extremely, extremely different. Um, but like me and Vanessa said, we've been at it for years and years and maybe our physiques could look crazy different, but also too, some people just have the genetic makeup where they can work extremely hard for two, three years, and all of a sudden they look like insane and they have these insane progress that truthfully, a lot of people would take like eight plus years, um, but it doesn't mean that they're necessarily qualified. It's just like, okay, hey, this is kind of just like the outlier of the genetic pool. Yeah, 100%. Genetics play a huge role and I think people don't often talk about that because a lot of people will just like chalk up sometimes like their lack of effort to genetics. Like, you know, I have bad genetics, so I, I'm not going to get to where X, Y, and Z is. And, you know, I think within genetics, understanding, yes, that genetics play a role, but it's not the end all be all either. And I think when you're looking, like we had mentioned at a coach, just looking at all the things that we had mentioned, right? So what are their client results? Like what's their, what's their Instagram presence? Like, I think that's so important. Instagram and even just like social media, like, are you excited to look at their story? Are you excited to see them post? Are you like looking for forward to seeing the education that they're building or whatever it is or are you like seeing their physique only right and no clients are you only seeing you know x y and z that doesn't make you feel very good understanding that before you go and hire a coach is so important so with that being said i think the next point here that we wanted to touch on kind of going into this as well is you know mental and physical health are very very closely related and if you are lacking in one it will show in the other. So if your mental health is not in a good spot, it will show in your physical health. If your physical health is not in a good spot, it'll show in your mental health. And I will die on this hill. I think this is so, so important. They're so closely correlated. You have to take care of both. And I think being able to understand what that looks like for you, whether that's going to be moving a little bit less or a little bit more, or whether that's going to be seeing a therapist, or that's going to be eating more vegetables, eating more protein, being more mindful of your nutrition. Like there are so many things, but they are so closely correlated that again, if you do not have one, it will show in the other. 
I completely agree. I say this to all of my girls, especially at the start. I'm like, hey, these things go hand in hand because I think a lot of times too, at least what I've seen is people come into it and they're like, well, I want to track, but I don't want to risk it like for my mental health, right? Maybe they had a passive disorder eating or whatever it was. And I'm like, hey, I completely hear you out. And I am a big proponent for just like Vanessa said, that those men- that mental health and physical health go hand in hand. And that's why like maybe for a small period of time, you can sacrifice a little bit of one, but it is going to catch up to you and it's going to catch up to you tenfold. Um, that's why a lot of times I know we kind of, I keep referring back to bodybuilding preps, but like that is a really, really big one. Like you are, you know, obviously getting stage lean, like very, very lean. You're putting your physical health first and then like eventually at one point or another, your mental health does start to take a little bit of a dip. Obviously the goal is to like do it for as minimal amount of time, but that's why a lot of people kind of come out of bodybuilding preps as well. And they are just really, really, really struggling, especially with their mental health because they neglected it for so long. Um, so that's why we are like really, really big in this, especially to even in lifestyle clients, like this is so prevalent with just making sure that you are showing up for yourself in all ways. You can't just be constantly burnt out and be expected to make these, you know, crazy results because you're not going to because your mental health's in not a great spot. Yeah, 100%. I think within the mental and physical health, like I don't want to say debate because I don't think there's anybody debating that they're both important. I think where you had mentioned like, you know, you one of them can sacrifice for a little bit, right? If you have a big goal and you're trying to go after something, you're trying to run a business, you're trying to win a bodybuilding show or whatever it is, right? You know, there's there's push and pull in life, right? So you're going to have to push the boundaries of one sometimes and sometimes both, right? But understanding that they are very closely correlated and eventually you're going to hit this wit's end where you're like, oh my God, like now I have none. Instead of having both, you're going to have none. And instead of having one, you're going to have none. And I think this is so important, especially within like the culture that we're in, right? And just like life with hustle culture and always need to be busy and always need to be on and always need to be doing X, Y, and Z and being productive. And there's no downtime for anything. And you have to have this crazy physique, right? There's always, there's always things, right? And being able to understand what that balance looks like for you and what's more important to you, right? Because some people will bias their physical health. Some people will bias their mental health. Personally, I think, not physical, mental is definitely going to be the more important one because I think when your mental health is thriving, your physical health will thrive as well. When you feel good, you also usually look pretty good, right? You don't really have inflammation. Your digestion's good. Your strength is good. You feel good. Relationship with food is in a good spot. So those are all things that are more important to me rather than like, honestly, even if you are shredded, you are not healthy. So your physical health isn't really there either if you're shredded. But, you know, it's really important to keep these things in mind. Yep. I completely agree. And I like how you mentioned that too, like what's more important to you. And again, like for most people, it's going to err on that mental side, because again, once you are mentally happy, you'll see those things follow suit and kind of going into our last point here. So your dream body is not built in a deficit, man. I wish someone told me this years and years ago. I thought that I would see the best body composition. I thought I would reach my goals by just living in a deficit for honestly, and I did for a long period of time, um, could not be farther from the truth. Oh my goodness. Not only did my mental health and physical health start to get better once I just realize that, hey, I'm not going to reach my goals just living in a deficit forever. But there was a time in my life, you know, maybe what, like four or five years ago, not that long ago that I was like, oh my God, if I go through a maintenance phase, like I'm not making progress. Or if I go through a little bit of a bulk phase, I'm not making progress. And I just want to get to the cut and I just want to get to the cut. And now I could not be more on the other end of the spectrum. I I have not cut for a while. I don't see myself wanting to do so. Um, Just 
in, in any point in the near future. Um, but again, that was something that had took me a very, very long time to learn. I wanted this more leaned look. I wanted to have more muscle tone, but I did not realize that like, hey, once you're in deficit, you are showing the work that you essentially completed in that maintenance phase and that slight surplus. Um, so that was definitely a big thing for me. Yeah, 100%. I wish I had this advice, like even just like three years ago, honestly, would have been so helpful. Um, but I think when you think of fitness, and when you think of like your dream body or your dream physique, people are like, I want to be lean and toned, right? That's always what we hear, right? Lean and toned. Toned is muscle mass with a lower body fat percentage, right? And the way to get that is usually I would say through like a maintenance period, usually like a reverse diet and just like focusing on your nutrition, focusing on your training. And it's not the sexy answer. It's not what people want to hear. They want to dive straight into the fat loss phase. But in order to really be happy for most people with the results, you have to go through this phase where you're not in a deficit, right? And you're focused on fueling your body properly and you're focusing on strength training and recovery and just like finding that balance, right? I find a lot of people, even if they're not invested in fitness, they're usually under eating just from just daily living, right? People often are not too well versed in nutrition, which I definitely don't blame them. I don't think we do a great job as a society educating on like proper nutrition, but it is something where when you are looking to have that dream body, right? Of course, it's going to matter like what your dream body is, but understanding that the only way to make progress is not in a deficit. I wish somebody had told me that like the only way you're going to make progress is not through a deficit, to be honest. Like you had mentioned, you're really going to see the results of the work that you put in in your deficit. So if you have no, not put in any work in strength training or not put in any work, of course, there's like newbie gains, but you're not going to see the results that you're looking for because the dream body, first of all, takes time, but it's also not only in a deficit. It, it comes through these phases like what we had talked about earlier. I truly think when you start to live within these means of not living in a deficit, right, understanding what it means to feel your body, understanding what it means to really perform in the gym and strength train and be strong as a woman, I truly think this is the most enjoyable part of your fitness journey. And I really do think it's the reason that we've had longevity within our journeys. It's so empowering to just like that feeling walking into a gym, being a woman and just feeling like so strong and confident in yourself. And I agree with what you said as far as like, I think this is where that mindset shift comes in, right? I think especially a big part I know for both of us too, was that mindset shift when it came to like, hey, my dream body is not going to be built in deficit and I have to be okay with that. Yeah. And I think shifting your mindset too, with all these points that we touched on that you are so much more than your physique or your physique goals or your aesthetic goals and understanding that at the end of the day, that fitness should be enjoyable. It should be something that you enjoy and it should be something that is not taking away from your life, but is adding a lot to your life. And I think these hard truths, I so wish that I would have heard, you know, even just three years ago, five years ago, eight years ago, so that I could have been so much farther in my journey here, like eight years now. I agree. If you guys have any questions too on these like specific cases or anything further, you know that our DMs are always open. We hope that you guys enjoyed doing this episode as much as we did. Um, as always, if you feel so inclined to leave a review, we would absolutely love that or share it to your social medias. Definitely tag us and we will catch you guys next week.